so that people could receive forgiveness of sin. This verse reminds us that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, gave His life so that we could be saved. And I want to encourage you to consider Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. John is not inviting us to take a passing glance at Jesus, but to really stop and consider Jesus and what He has done for us. Behold the Lamb of God. Today is the same as it was in the time of John. For you to receive the blessing of forgiveness and for you to receive the blessing of your sins being taken away, you must give your heart to Jesus. You must behold the Lamb of God. Don't be satisfied with just taking a passing glance at Jesus. Behold Him. He wants to save you. As the rest of the world or Houston was in revelry, partying, and trying to find a way to start the new year in the happiest way last night, but I believe the happiest people were in the prayer room. That was a weak amen. Can you say amen? <laughs> they seemed like they didn't want to leave. Friends, uh, aren't you grateful that, uh, that GYC has put so much emphasis on prayer and every single GYC, I, I see this and I observe this. And uh, my sister Bailey here is with me right now. And I would want to ask her, why is that so? And if you have noticed, even the programming right now in GYC was very much simplified. But there's one thing that was not simplified, and it is prayer. So, my sister Bailey, please tell us why the emphasis on prayer. So we were talking about this before, and there was a quote from Steps of Christ that kept coming to my mind. Let's see if you know it. Prayer is the breath of the... Prayer is the breath of the soul. And we can come to GYC and spend time filling our minds with such good information, but what is that if we're not spiritually breathing, if we're not having that connection with God? And we've seen even as an executive committee, Kelsey mentioned yesterday, with all the changes that have happened over this last year and planning an event and then canceling it and then replanning and not knowing what was going on with COVID, the one thing that was consistent through all of our meetings was time we spent in God's Word together and time we spent in prayer, realizing that we don't have all the answers. We don't know what the solutions are. We didn't know if we'd be able to have an event, but we knew that God had the answers. And in depending upon God and taking our requests, our uncertainty to him through prayer, he made a path and praise God we're here. Amen. Amen. So just in the same way as we come to GYC and we have a prayer room, we have time for prayer in the program, it gives each of us the opportunity to be spiritually breathing, to be connecting with God. And I'm sure if we went through and talked with each and every one of you, there are things on your heart that you're probably uncertain about too, or needing, needing direction, needing to hear from God. And what's a better way than connecting with God through prayer, through communing with him? And uh, I, I was reminded of the beautiful verse in Psalm 16, verse 11, in his presence is fullness of joy. At their right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And I believe, I believe that, the, that the ECOM really somehow emphasized the right emphasis on this. And that's why GYC is a very joyful convention. Can you say amen to that? 
<laughs> and Baylor, tell us about uh, what uh, what happened in the first uh, GYC prayer room experience that you had. Sure. So I was telling Jem back in 2015, we were in Louisville, and I remember I was asked to go and help and volunteer in the prayer room. And so I went to the prayer room. It was a small seemed like a closet in the convention center and it was me and two other ladies in there praying and there were just three of us but praise god god was there with us we were having a a really blessed time of prayer but i think now when i walk into our prayer room you know we have two big ballrooms put together and watching people come in last night for for the midnight prayer time it was just such a blessing to see that comparison and the fact that as we've made this an emphasis as we've spent time on our knees planning and also spending time on our knees as we're together how god comes and the holy spirit is present here i can feel and know that god is here with us today amen can you say amen to that and it it reminds me of that beautiful quote that i always bring up, bring out the power given will be proportionate to the unity of the members and their love for God and their love for one another. And that is what we're experiencing here. And this is one thing that I'd like to, em- to emphasize GYC and friends who are watching online as well. That the influence here in GYC has been, has been passed on even to bigger organizations like ASI. And then ASI, I remember that we had a prayer room. And, and ASI prayer room was one of the most favorite places of the people to go. And did you know that ASI right now, they're, they're, they're having this the Zoom prayer room every, every Sunday. And it has been on for more than a year now. So it is, I believe that that is the influence of GYC. Michigan camp meeting last, uh, was, was that June or May? And... One of the organizers said, Jem, please do the same thing that you're doing at GYC. Ask us to pray together during the, during the plenary. And we had also like a prayer time in the morning, United Prayer. It was like GYC, Senior Edition. It was a beautiful sight to behold, friends. So I'd like to, I'd like to encourage each one of you here, when you go back to your homes, just remember what you have experienced here in GYC. It's not because of of the talented organizers, of the officers. Yes, they are talented. Yes, organizing this takes a lot of time. But friends, it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? So as we spend time on our knees this morning, let us corporately humble ourselves before Him and let us seek for the outpouring of His Spirit. Can we do that? Let us kneel down. Our scripture reading for this morning is found in the book of Psalms, if you could turn with me to the book of Psalms, and specifically we will be looking at the 119th chapter of the book of Psalms, Psalm 119 and verse 18. If you could turn with me there, we will read Psalm 119 and verse 18. This is what the Bible says, open down mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Can you say Amen. I have the uh, privilege of introducing our speaker for this morning. I have known the speaker for the past 23 years. We went to school together. We studied into the ministry together. And there's this one occasion that I believe that qualifies our speaker to be the right person to speak on this year's theme. Early in our ministry years, our speaker helped create a globe-trotting ministry for young people to preach the three angels' messages. Can you say amen? But one of the things that really fascinated me about our speaker is that he started this globe-trotting ministry from nothing. 
And it's because of his vision and his unshakable faith to start something from nothing that led him to found the Peace Center of Evangelism, a four-month training school that equips and empowers young people to be soul winners for Christ. Because of his vision and his ability to start something from nothing, it led him to, uh, to co-found Lineage Journey Ministries, a media ministry that has almost 8 million views on Facebook and YouTube. Our speaker has a passion for evangelism and young people, and it's really no surprise that he was called to be the youth director for the Northern England Conference for nine years and now recently being appointed as the evangelism director and the personal ministries director for the Northern England Conference. I've had the privilege to travel the globe with our speaker for this morning. I've heard him preach. We've run evangelistic meetings together. We've conducted church planting together, training meetings together. And I can promise you that as you listen to him speak this morning, I can promise you two things. Number one, I can promise you that as he preaches this morning, he will lift Christ and his righteousness. Can you say amen? And as we behold the righteousness of Christ, we will see and realize our nothingness. Secondly, as he preaches this morning, I can promise you that as he preaches, with, as you listen with heavenly discernment, I can guarantee that as you listen to him speak, you will hear the trumpet being blown with a certain sound. He that hath an ear, let him hear. One of the things that I have found commendable about our speaker is that not only is he a powerful preacher, not only does he produce powerful content on his media ministry, but he's also a devoted father to young Enoch. He's a committed husband to to Iko, and he's a loyal son to Ashlag and Jay Ramden. It is my privilege, dear friends, to present to you our speaker for today, Pastor Adam Ramden. God bless you. It's good to be here with you at GYC in the midst of a global crisis that we can gather together in this setting. I would like to thank the leadership of GYC for the invitation to speak and thank them for running GYC this year. Zoom fellowship is not the same. It's not. It's a blessing to be here. I want to thank everyone involved in GYC this year. Those who are volunteering, those who make the whole operation move and work and and bring everything together. I'd like to thank each and every one of them. It's not easy planning an event during COVID times. It just adds an extra layer of pressure that you don't understand unless you have run something during this time. I've been blessed by my attendance here at GYC this year. It's been a privilege to be here. I've been especially blessed by the food. Amen. GYC food used to get a bad rep. But this year it has been excellent. So whoever sorted out the menu, thank you very much. The food has been excellent. I'd like to invite you to bow your heads for a word of prayer as we begin. Father in heaven, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would speak through me. Bless those who are in this place. Bless those who are watching the online GYC audience as well. May your spirit move. May it not be in my words, but yours. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The sermon title for today is The Beast and the Beauty. 
the beast and the beauty. We're looking at the story of Laodicea. It was about a year ago that I had the privilege to travel to the city of Laodicea in the modern-day country of Turkey. It lies in a fertile valley, something maybe like uh, Northern California where Napa Valley is or, or other places where the south of France where you have vineyards growing. As you're driving down there in the valley, you see vineyards on both sides of the road beautiful, beautiful, fertile place. It grows lovely grapes. We bought some at a roadside stall, lovely, juicy melons as well. And as we're driving down there, it's fascinating when you visit the seven churches, if you ever get the chance to, or if you watch the lineage videos, you get a, a fascinating to get the opportunity to, to see what the Bible says. And then you see those analogies that we hear preached about, you actually see them in real life. So about 30 miles from Laodicea, about 30 minutes away, I saw way in the distance on the hillside this kind of like white formation. If you weren't in 30 degree heat and you weren't in Turkey, you would assume it was a snow-covered mountain. My mind said, maybe that's the mineral deposits from the hot springs that flow down to Laodicea. But no, we're so far away, surely it's not that big. And as we get closer and closer and closer to Laodicea, this kind of white thing that was like small size just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger uh, until you're like, yeah, that, that's the hot springs from Heriopolis that would flow down to Laodicea. And by the time the water gets there, it's lukewarm. You see those things right before your eyes and it makes the Bible both real and it affirms your faith. In addition to Laodicea being a, uh, a um, we have this lukewarm analogy where the water would start hot, and it's still hot today, and flow down the valley in the pipes. When it reaches Laodicea, it's lukewarm. In addition to that, Laodicea was a banking center. We've heard about, you know, it, it being rich this week. It also had a black cloth. We heard about that this week. Uh, and then also, it was famous for some of its medical schools. And the way that John describes Laodicea is in ways that they would not choose to describe themselves. Often the opposite. They have medical schools, schools that specialize in eye surgery, blind. They're wealthy, you're poor. They have special black clothing, put some white clothing on. He uses this opposite thing as he's, as he's uh, describing them and telling them what they need. Today's message will focus on the part that deals with our eyes, the eye self. Our sight is one of the most important things that we possess. Have you ever been asked the question, would you rather lose your sight or your hearing? For me, it's an easy question. Easy question. Would I rather lose my sight or my hearing? My hearing. No question. If I had to choose between the two, I say goodbye to my ears and 